Hi, I'm Sergio. And I'm Alex. And this is the IPHO Podcast. Each episode, we'll be hosting professionals with diverse backgrounds from across the industry. We have two goals, to bring you timely, relevant insights from across the healthcare landscape and information that can help support your professional growth. What non-traditional career opportunities exist for pharmacists, and how can I stand out from other candidates? How is COVID impacting the way we develop medications and support patients? What social inequalities exist within the biopharmaceutical industry, and what are companies doing about it? So whether you're a pharmacy student interested in learning more about fellowships or in pursuing a direct career in industry, a current or former fellow trying to figure out your next step, or just interested in a distraction from your workout, we've got you covered. And remember, the views and opinions we and our guests express on this show are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the IPHO podcast. We're joined by Jessica Blaze. Jessica is a fourth-year pharmacy student at Nova Southeastern University. Uh, prior to attending Nova Southeastern, she graduated with a bachelor's in biological sciences with a minor in general business from the University of Rhode Island. She's currently pursuing an MBA in addition to her PharmD degree. And during her time at Nova Southeastern, she's acquired multiple leadership positions, including president of the IPHO chapter at Nova Southeastern, historian for the Student College of Clinical Pharmacy, and scholarship chair for Kappasai Pharmaceutical Fraternity. She also spends time working as a dean's ambassador representing, representing Nova Southeastern College of Pharmacy to alumni and future pharmacy students. More recently, Jessica became the national student officer for marketing and partnerships here at IPHO. Um, and aside from her current NSO role in Appy Rotations, Jessica also works at a boutique dietary supplement company as a health and wellness writer, creating promotional content for their pediatric and adult supplements. Jessica, welcome to the show. How do you possibly have time for all of that? <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I really have just make sure to stay organized and on top of everything and um, make sure also to set aside free time for myself too, because without a clear head, I don't think I would be able to be on top of all of this. And it's clear that you, you sort of know um, what you want to do at this point. We mentioned you're, you're getting your PharmD, you're getting your MBA, um, you're applying for fellowships. We were chatting about that a little bit uh, before the show. Um, and so how did you decide that industry was right for you? When did you know that you wanted to pursue a path in, in industry? Yeah. So going into pharmacy school, um, I knew I wanted to do something business related, but I wasn't totally sure what that would entail. I was just kind of doing my research, looking at every single aspect of pharmacy that business was involved in and seeing where I could navigate that path. But I think it was somewhere in the first month of pharmacy school or all schools hold like an orientation showcase. And I met some really awesome people in IPHO and that kind of started the industry conversation with me and really piqued my interest. So I dove into the research to find out what an industry pharmacist is and what opportunities are available. And I found out there are numerous opportunities and that pharmacists are truly valuable in industry. And um, so from that point on, I joined IPHO and made an account on the IPHO website, applied for P1 liaison and um, went from there. So, yeah. It it's fun for me to look at your, uh, your background because you and I have a similar background. I have a bachelor's of biology. Uh, I took, I, I did not get the business minor. I was one class off and I remember asking, I looked at a, a mentor and I said, should I, should I take it another class this summer, get the minor? He's like, just go figure out what you want to do with your life. 
But uh, the big, I mean, the big difference is one of us was a D1 athlete and the other one was not. I'll let the listeners guess based on seeing me over the years, which one of us was a D1 athlete. The hint, it wasn't me. It was Jessica. Um, but so you, it, it seems like a natural transition. You have the science, you have the business, but can you help? Can you explain your decision-making process to take that business acumen and aspirations and, and pursue an MBA along with your PharmD? So... With the MBA, obviously, like I said, I knew I wanted to do business and pursue that. So when my school brought that up as an opportunity, I kind of jumped at it and I was like, this is great. This is where I see myself going with my career and coursework, seeing that it's something that I would use in the future. And at my school, they don't allow you to start your MBA until after your first year, just because they want to make sure that you're able to handle the pharmacy coursework before you dive into the MBA on top of everything else. And I have complete flexibility with my schedule. And I will say I only have two classes left. So but I've decided to hold off on those this semester. So I'll be taking them next semester, but I'll have my MBA by the time I graduate, um, which is really exciting. But yeah, I think the MBA program for me has been something that I've really enjoyed. I'm Since I'm doing a concentration in management, I'm um, taking a lot of different leadership courses as well. So um, it's kind of supplementing my pharmacy clinical knowledge with kind of professional development in a sense. So I think it's really beneficial for me and it's kind of helped me grow my confidence and become even a better leader than I feel like I've started out as in pharmacy school. So, yeah. I I have a two-parter here. So bear with me. Uh, Not, not to have rapid fire questions, but a lot of, a lot comes to mind for me. So what do you what do you see as what have you experienced as some of the challenges of, of uh, the dual degree here? So it sounds like actually so how is it structured? So you did a year of pharmacy school, and then what? What does it look like after that for you? So I started my MBA this summer immediately after my first year of pharmacy school, and I at that time too I was doing my introductory pharmacy practice experience. So first off, first challenge taking your classes while you're pretty much working full time, and then I also at the time worked part-time for Walgreens. So just balancing all of that was a lot and it was definitely challenging. But luckily our courses for our MBA program are only six weeks long or eight weeks long. So um, kind of went by pretty quickly, but that's something I, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> but yeah, so that is definitely a challenge I would say. And then after that, I can kind of pick when I want to take my classes and how that aligns with my pharmacy coursework. So I can pick whatever class I want and take that when during whatever semester I want. So um, just making sure I'm not taking like, for example, infectious disease at the same time I'm taking accounting. So unless you're like a really math person and you love accounting, but um, (laughs) taking those together may not be the most optimal route. So just looking ahead at that and making sure that my schedule is doable and achievable for me. So you're, you also um, are working part-time at a dietary supplement company. And so when did you start that? Um, and I'm assuming you were doing it at the same time as, as you were getting your, your MBA. Um, and you know, was, was that helpful? Did you find yourself applying things that you were learning in real time to the work that you were doing um, at the company? Yeah, actually. So I started that position my, I think August, 2021. So it's been a little bit over a year now and doing the MBA, I was 
definitely deep into the MBA program at that point, taking a lot of my core classes of like, I was actually doing marketing courses at that time too, and also building and leading teams and taking that information from my coursework and also attending work meetings and work projects and having to be able to communicate effectively. I think that's something that I pulled from the MBA courses and working in teams as well. All those skills I pulled from my MBA and I definitely was able to apply those into that position. And I'm still applying those to this day. I just had a work meeting earlier today and I was able to kind of manage that meeting from my MBA skills I pulled. And how many hours are you working then part-time? Because obviously you've got your, your coursework. Uh, we haven't touched on you know the work that you're doing with, with IPHO yet. but um, And then on top of that, you're, you're also working. So how many hours is that? So I'm really lucky that the position with the dietary supplement company is part-time. It's remote, um, which is really nice. So I'm able to kind of do the work that I can with the time that I have. And they're really flexible with us because they know that I'm a student and they know that for me, they're like, your pharmacy coursework comes first. And after that, what time you have left to work on projects for us. And I'm definitely okay with that. And I will say it does take up sometimes a lot of my weekends, a lot of my evenings, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And I think it's helping me learn a lot about marketing and the business aspect of it. So I don't mind it in that sense. But yeah, it is it is a lot of work at times. I think that fall of 2021, just coming back from COVID and everything, and having all these positions all at once was a lot, but I think it was definitely worth it for me. And, you know, it's really interesting, the the work that you're doing with that company. Um, I'm sure there's others who, who are interested in getting positions like that. You know, I've seen it sporadically from, from other candidates throughout the years who've done medical writing work and, you know, other part-time work like that. But how did you come to find, you know, this position? Did you know somebody at the company? Was there a posting that you saw? Um, you know, I think others would be interested in kind of how you got this position. Yeah. So actually it was my school that sent out an email about it. And at first I kind of just overlooked it and I was like, oh, cause they're always sending out emails about opportunities and like pharmacy interns at this hospital and this retail pharmacy. And so I kind of overlooked it at first and I was like, Hey, medical, I was like health and wellness writing. And that's, that's the official title of the position. And I was like, that sounds interesting. So maybe went back, took a look at it and was like, why not? Let me just apply, see what comes of it. I'll interview, speak to them about it, learn more about the position. And so I did that. And my boss actually, who I work with now, and she interviewed me, actually interviewed me for pharmacy school too. So she, funny enough, was an adjunct faculty at NOVA. And she interviewed me for pharmacy school, didn't know at the time when she interviewed me for the position for the dietary supplement company. And I didn't even mention it to her. I didn't forgot to mention it to her. And then later on, like three months down the line, I was like, oh, do you remember you interviewed me for pharmacy school? So yeah, funny enough that that's what happened. But yeah, we had a laugh about that. <laughs> and you, you've been on the business path, right? We've talked about the MBA the working, uh, the the marketing intern, national marketing intern for IPHO. But are there any experiences kind of a lot of the experiential path to determining where you want to go is trying out different opportunities, different career paths, different functional and therapeutic areas, perhaps. Are there any experiences along the way that you've tried where you went, you know, I've tried it, but it may not be for me. You learned from it and moved, moved back in. Yeah. So into my second year of pharmacy school, when I knew I wanted to do industry and I had no idea what functional area, I was looking at regulatory affairs and I 
got in touch with one of our professors who worked has worked at Merck for a number of years and worked in regulatory affairs. And we got together. He mentored me and guided me through a paper that I now have published. And it's focused on regulatory affairs, just nutraceutical regulation in different countries. And although that research and that experience doing that project was interesting to me, by going through that, I determined that that wasn't the area that I wanted to be in. So I think it was helpful to have that experience and also be able to speak to him about his role too. But I knew after doing that, that wasn't where I wanted to go. So then I pursued other paths and that's when I I got an internship with IPHO and I was placed on the marketing team. And from there, I kind of just pursued that path of marketing because I really enjoyed it. This episode is brought to you by Boehringer Ingelheim. As the largest privately held pharmaceutical company, Boehringer Ingelheim is focused on science that leads to healthier lives for their patients and families. Check out the various functional areas for fellowships in the brochure located in the description. So I'm curious to hear about you know, the work that you're doing with, with the marketing committee. Um, and then also as you know, president of the IPHO chapter there at Nova Southeastern. So what did you take over as, as president? Maybe we start there. Um, and you know, what have been your priorities for, for the organization, um, since you've taken over? So for my chapter president position at Nova, I started, I believe my, uh, March, 2021, I think. Yeah. March 21 to March, 2022, we, our school schedule is a little off. So we start a little earlier than most schools. And in that position, I was kind of taking over after COVID and kind of our chapter numbers dwindled and member engagement was very low. And so my goals were to increase engagement a lot and get a lot of members so our team people to show up to our events show that industry is a career path for pharmacists so i luckily enough had a great e-board that i worked with and during my time as chapter president i increased our engagement i dove into the social media aspect of it and was constantly on instagram posting working alongside our social media marketing manager to create flyers and get everything organized for our events. Um, And it really helped to kind of increase our engagement and show students once we were back in person, how after COVID, how industry is, there's so many opportunities for pharmacists in industry. So, yeah. It's really cool because, you know, from, from everything that you've said so far, all the different stuff that you've done, whether it's, you know, working on the, the PharmD degree and the MBA, the work with the dietary supplement company, the, the work that you're doing for you know IPHO as as chapter president and you know working on on marketing, um, all of those things are are different, um, but in a way um, they all relate to the same skill sets. Um, and you know, so I'm just curious if you found yourself you know working on all of these different things simultaneously that there is some commonality in in the challenges and, and some of the the skills that you need to develop to to be successful. Yeah, I think all of these positions, like I don't think I really sought out these positions with a goal in mind. I just thought, let me not limit myself. Let me take on these opportunities to figure out what I like and what I don't like. And like you said, they all kind of had this, ended up having this commonality of these skills that I was able to acquire from them. And I'm able to apply now to all of my other current positions. And I think by not limiting myself, I, at the end of the day, was able to kind of grow and develop all of these skills. So 
And so for other students who, you know, might, might look at um, your bio and everything that you've accomplished, but who are, you know, perhaps not looking at taking on that much, um, but who do want to get a little bit more involved, um, whether it's with IPHO at the national level or, you know, with a, with a student chapter or other professional organizations. I mean, what would be your advice for them um, about how to be most successful in, um, in their pursuits as it relates to, you know, getting that leadership experience during school? Yeah. So with leadership experience, for me, I would say that I took on a lot of positions that I knew what they entailed, what was required of in that position, how much work I had to put in and what I was doing. So I took on a lot of historian roles. And for those who don't know what a historian is, it's basically your social media marketing person. So for me, it was something that I enjoyed and I didn't mind doing that. So instead of going like, instead of watching Netflix, I was making flyers or doing both at the same time. So um, it was not so much that it was extra work to have those leadership positions, but um, it was, it felt like it was just something I was doing because I enjoyed it. So that, and then on top of that, I would say other than finding positions that you like doing, it's quality over quantity. Like, yes, maybe I had a lot of positions, but at the end of the day, I feel that I made sure that I was contributing to those positions. So Um, Even if you don't have that many positions, just making sure that it's something that you're really contributing to and you're giving it your all in that position because really just quality over quantity at the end of the day. You you made a really important point there um, that I don't want to miss. So you said, I was making flyers while I was watching Netflix, whatever it was. You're not, but, but I think it's an important point because- because we all need our downtime. You said it earlier, you need your time to relax, kind of reconfigure, rejuvenate. And I do too. Um, but I, I think that it's really important that thought process of, I can do that while also doing a little bit of this over here, because then you can fit in. You talk about how do you fit all this in? Well, I'll just tell you, I just had to walk away so that people are, who are listening, I just had to walk away. I have two kids who are screaming because they decided they want to share their own room and it's night and this is when we record and this is, but, but it's one of those things to me where I hear I can still do X, Y, and Z while I live my life. And I think that's an important lesson. Um, and so I, I give you a lot of credit for fitting in all those things and quality over quantity for sure. You don't have to be everything to everyone, but picking out things that you can do effectively make a difference, build your resume, build your CV, build your experiences, your talking points. I think that's a really important point you brought up. Yeah, hundred percent. That's really my, my main focus. And I think for students that are trying to go down that path and obtain leadership positions, just really making sure that it's something that you enjoy and that it's something that you think that you can make an impact and you can contribute to for that organization. I love it. So for students that are, you know, perhaps they, they're not as sure as, as you were, um, that they wanted to pursue a path um, in, in the industry, what would be your advice to them? Beyond, obviously, check out the resources on the IPHO website, get involved with, you know, your local student chapter. Um, you know, those are kind of the no-brainers, but, um, you know, you, you had the benefit of, you know, having worked, um, you know, at least part-time at this dietary supplement company, which gives you a window into you know, what you're getting yourself into. Um, you know, I think for folks who've never had any industry experiences, it's hard for them to, you know, visualize what it might be like. Um, and so what have you found, 
to be successful maybe or any advice that you have for students that are really still just trying to figure it out if it's for them? Yeah, like I mentioned a little before, like really just not limiting yourself at all, just taking on opportunities that maybe it sounds interesting to you and you're not really sure about just going for it because at the end of the day, it will help you decide if you like it or not. So doing that, not limiting yourself, saying yes to more things, just getting out of your shell, growing your skills, growing your confidence, because those experiences will help you regardless if you have industry experience or not. It's hard to, you're in, in Florida. Where, where's Nova? It's South Florida? Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. So it's not really the hub of pharma, right? No, it, definitely not. <laughs> it, so I went to university at Buffalo, also not the hub of pharma. Getting those experiences can be challenging. A lot of times you're competing with a lot of people for uh, you know one, two APPE rotations. Uh, you have to kind of create it yourself, which means the stars sometimes have to align. So do you, do you have industry appies? So I actually did. I completed an industry appie back in March with Extenda. Extenda is a consulting company, so it's a little bit different than working for, for per se, like Pfizer. So, <laughs> um, But I got to have my hand in a lot of different projects. And I think it was a really great experience to learn about different aspects of, because we're doing a lot of projects for different pharmaceutical company clients. So you're kind of learning about what they're looking at and what they're looking into for their products. So it's kind of gives you a little bit of insight from a different perspective, which was really cool. And it gets you that industry parallel, that industry partner. So you can kind of lift up the hood and see what's going on. I think it's a great, it's a great avenue for those who aren't able to, you know, who aren't as easily, uh, whose rotations are not easily facilitated into industry or it just doesn't work out. There are a lot of other opportunities, summer internships with these types of companies as well, where you can kind of see a bit of what's going on. And so I know that we were talking about um, IPHO a minute ago, and I just want to go back to it um, as you, because you were president of IPHO last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have, you, how have you found a way? How have you stayed involved? Have you have you identified any mentorship opportunities? How have you helped to continue to drive that chapter for Nova? Yeah. So aside from being in my national student officer position, and I'm in constant contact with our local chapters through our regional national student officers, I talk to my local chapter pretty frequently, I would say, about things that are happening with national, just making sure we're maintaining that relationship. And then also, I still speak with the chapter president and We talk a lot about what's going on in the organization, where I can help him, what new ideas that he's come up with. And I've helped to kind of build it up and give him feedback from my perspective and kind of allow him to grow into his position as president, but help him in certain ways too. That's great. And I just, I just use a new tool in this recording app. So I I just, for those listening, I distracted Jessica. I'm sorry. I didn't know what it was going to do. Um, So... But but I think that it's really great that you were able to stay involved. So as as we kind of reach our time here, um, you know, is there anything you'd like to share with listeners about you know your approach, your mindset, kind of what's what's gotten you, kind of driven you along here? Anything that would be helpful to share? You think? Yeah, I think just having just being optimistic, like don't get discouraged if you don't get an internship over the summer, you don't get that happy experience because there are a lot of people in industry that I've spoken to personally that didn't have any industry experience like we talked about at all. But really just 
keep the positive mindset. Don't get discouraged. At the end of the day, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And if you're determined, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. Very wise words and all of that from somebody who's um, in the middle of interview season right now. Um, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing some insights and perspective with us um, from somebody who's, who's going through this process right now. Um, you've done so much already, um, you know, through school and with the professional organizations and everything you've done for IPHO. Um, wish you all the best of luck as you go through the rest of this interview process. And we're both looking forward to seeing um, everything that you accomplish in this next phase of your career. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.